Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today From body image issues to drug use and gambling, there's a new podcast giving a voice to GAA players. It's hosted by Waterford man Seamus Barry, who takes a deep dive into the community and the similar issues players, referees and even managers face. And he's on the line. How are you, Seamus? I'm not too bad, Dermot. Dave, how are we? Uh, we're very well, thanks. And nice to catch up with you again, because people might remember you from uh, the Bring John Home campaign that featured on our show and, of course, featured so heavily in your community uh, to bring your pal John home after uh, uh, quite a, a severe health complaint. And how's he doing? Yeah, John's doing well. Um, Caroline, Sarah and John now, is, of course, they're, they're back home and, and John is thriving. Um, I must actually set up a meet to call in um, now that I suppose COVID um, restrictions are all being lifted. But yeah, Caroline's uh, full-time carer now for John. And uh, from, I suppose, the day he came back, you could just see it on his face to how much it meant and how much it just meant to everyone in the community. But uh, that was that was a special project. And again, I'd like to thank the Bodhi for all your help in that. Not at all. I mean, it was amazing what you guys were doing for Caroline and for John and for Sarah, as you said. And the best news, of course, is that the end result is what everybody wanted, which is we all got John home, which is brilliant. Uh, but talk to us about the podcast. Why do you think the GAA and, and Club GAA in particular needed a podcast like I Loves Me Club Boy? <laughs> yeah, the, the name, it's, it's really a, a play on, I suppose, the Waterford kind of slang, I Loves Me Club Boy. Um, look, first of all, <laughs> I, I was listening to a podcast um, before Christmas and it was Marty Morrissey. And he was just speaking about, you can't get access to GA players anymore. And I was thinking to myself, now he was obviously on about inter-county and I looked at the club scene. There was absolutely nobody covering anything in Waterford. And we're like the people of Mayo. There's a massive hunger for, for hurling uh, and GA in general and camogie in Waterford. But no one covers it. Like, you know, you have your newspapers and your local radio stations, but there was no one actually getting access to players, managers, physios. So I said... I spotted something. I'm very, very, um, I suppose, uh, positive in, in my outlook and my experiences in the GA. And I wanted to to share stories that I know about certain people and then people that don't get a voice, you know, people mm. that put in hours and hours behind the scenes. And I suppose it kind of just developed from there and then topics came in and what we could potentially do it about. And each guest brings a different topic almost in a sense. And, and that's what's been outlined so far. Mm. And obviously, look, you're supporting and highlighting all the amazing stuff that happens within the GAA. That's that's a given and just how powerful it can be in communities right across the country. But you do touch on some more difficult topics in there. And particularly one of them uh, is drug use and maybe a binge culture that's underlying some of the, the you know, the the goings on within club level GAA. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I suppose just to outline from the start, you know, this is not just a reflection on the GA or Ireland or Gaelic football. This is everywhere. You know, we have a massive drug problem in Ireland at the moment. And when I say drug problem, what I mean is it's society is, is now acceptable. You know, um, whether you go out for a few drinks on the weekend, they go hand in hand together. And there's a real culture of drugs. And it's not just in the GA. And I'm not here to shoot down the GA or, you know, any sport. It's just some, it's a, a community that I'm a part of and, and that I've seen and experienced. And there is a culture now where it's acceptable. It's absolutely crazy. I was only speaking to, to someone recently and it, it's nearly easier now to go out for a pint and also get drugs quicker than you could probably get your drink. Um, and I think what we need to do, first of all, is if we start to normalize that, 
you know, looking for help and speaking about it because it's very unspoken about. You know, you'll hear a kind of hush hush, but there is a culture slowly creeping in there. Again, it's not just GEA, it's every circle of life, you know. There's not a specific demographic. It's not based on sex or age or the sport that you play. It's everywhere in society. And we just need to be aware of it because it is slowly creeping up. And when you are um, talking about that on the podcast, how does it relate, do you think, to the to GAA and to the club scene in GAA? Yeah, when I suppose, like, we all have this thing in our head with GAA players, you know, whether it's Gaelic football or hurling. It's six, seven months of the year where you give up your life and, and you go hell for letter, you know, you watch your diet, you don't drink and all this. And then you have what I call the come down period, mm. where maybe it's September, October and championship is finished and you're not going to be back with the lads till February and March. There is kind of a culture where you just go absolutely crazy out in the tear. Now, not everyone does it. I, I'm not painting everyone with the same brush. But with that, it's kind of, it's off season. They can do what they want. And again, th- these aren't professionals. We're all amateurs. But I think we need to have more in terms of player welfare officers because they're at inter-county level. It's not so much the same at club level, but we need to let players... It's almost like when fellas retire. You know, what do they do with their spare time or how do they look after their mental health? How do they look after themselves? Because there can be a void in them dark months, as I call them, from October to to February. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that we need to... There is other things to be doing. We don't have to... And I suppose the GEA, look, it's Ireland. Everything is related to drink in this country, regardless what it is, a dead funeral, a christening. I'm fed up of harping on about it. We need to change the culture of, lads, you don't have to drink alcohol. If you want to, that's fine. But there's other things we can do to enjoy ourselves. Mm. And you touch on one really interesting topic, and that's that's body image and why tight jerseys could be an issue. Talk to us about that. Yeah, that, that, that's a massive one creeping up there with them. It's, uh, it was brought up to me with a, a guest, uh, Shawnee Barry, um, who plays for Lismore. And Shawnee has type 1 diabetes. And we were speaking about it, and he made some very good points. As the culture in the GA in, in recent years, and, and no one is to blame here. Again, I'm not putting blame on anybody, but the jersey started to get tighter and tighter. And I suppose the prime example would be your own county for the moment, Dermot. They are jerseys, the Limerick jerseys. The, the lads look like monsters, okay? They mm. look like completely professional athletes with no body fat. And that's absolutely fine. It's, it's an image thing and a confidence thing. The problem I have with it, it's going down into underage. And once that starts to happen, you will notice kids under 12, 13, boys and girls, any with a bit of a weight on them at all, start to feel excluded and they can be... Uh, fun poke that them are in, in a dress room you know when you get to adult level and it's very intimidating you know you take off your gear and you, you get ready for a match and people will look and you'll, you'll have comments and a lot of time it's kind of tongue in cheek or you put on a bit of weight over the winter and the gear is getting tighter and tighter and like I'm I'm not overweight I'm not super fit you know I would class myself as average but I, I have training gear, and I look overweight in training gear. And um, would you say that most people? I mean, I suppose it's so hard to kind of talk about professional sport. I mean, obviously, if you're being paid hundreds of thousands a week, you know, it you're, you're going to commit to the, uh, the the health regime that needs to go with it. But I mean, the GAA, by its very nature, being amateur, even the the inter county lads, as you said, they're all in the same physical condition as professional athletes. But when it creeps down into club level, when you have lads who, you know, are working really hard five, six days a week, whatever it is, and going out to play a bit of a bit of ga at the weekend or training on a Tuesday night, is there kind of escapism? But then on top of that, there's a an expectation that, well, hang on, you don't look like your heroes in the inter-county team. 
It, there's, look, there's some horror stories over the last couple of years. There's been one or two high-profiled uh, people that are in the press, and one of them had a story about wearing a black sack around him to try shed two stone before mm. he was playing inter-county football, and um, that he wouldn't eat uh, when he went to school. He would make himself sick um, because he was bigger than the rest of the lads. But it's funny, you said professionals. Uh, like I'm not going to give you too much grief about Man United last night, but <laughs> were, the jer- were, the, were the jerseys bet on last night? Oh, listen, the jerseys that I have, I, I often wear them and I go, Jesus, I don't remember the lads looking like this on the pitch. Well, no, but, but the, the, the point is, like, you, you look at Salah or Van Dyke for Liverpool, mm. you know, Salah has 0% body fat. His jersey's not bet onto him. Mm. Yeah. A, a great one for me, and I'll always harp on about them, Ballyhale and Bally, and uh, Kilkenny. And I just want to say about Ballyhale, you know, um, in recent times they've gone through some tragedies and I just want to offer our condolences from my own club here and from the people of Waterford because it's uh, very unfortunate what happened. But they never wore tight-fit jerseys. Again, they played the All-Ireland Final. I was at it against Ballygunner. Ballyhale did not have, they had the traditional GA jersey where mm. it was not tight. So it's not everyone is wearing them. But I would say 90% of, I would say 100% in intercounty scene and probably 90% of clubs are going down that way. Um, and you're right, like a child will look at someone, say, for example, pick a random player, Jack O'Connor for Wexford. Tall, big, strong shoulders, in very good physical shape. A child will look at Jack and say, I, I don't look like that. I can't play hurling or camogie. I, I don't fit into that box. Okay, I'll stop playing. I'll stop socializing. I won't go out with my friends. I can't eat what I want. And it just, like, with social media and body image, we just really need to be careful of, of what we're going down in that culture. Well, look, there's some really interesting things in there, Seamus. Uh, the podcast is called I Loves Me I Club. Loves me Club by. <laughs> loves Me Club by. Spotify, Spotify, YouTube. <laughs> we have, I have Facebook, Instagram. I even, I'm here with my uh, I Loves Me Club uh, mug. I'm just having a sip of water. Um, but I suppose the overall message is, you know, more about mental health as well. You know, this is not to tarnish the GEA. There's some fabulous people in it. So far, I've had brilliant stories, you know, about heartache and grief and dealing with, with issues. And myself, I've had my own mental health issues. You know, I, I was I suffered with depression. I had suicidal issues. And people in my own work and my own club have been absolutely fabulous with me. And I, I want to beat the drum how brilliant the GEA is and how brilliant the people are. And everybody has a story. And especially in the time that we're in with, with wars and, and COVID and everything, we all need to be looking out for each other and, and doing our best. And if you're part of a club or society or work or your community, just look out for people, you know. Um, and if they're Man United supporters, give them so much slagging because for years I had to listen to I also, I, I also wanted to say 18,753 euros. Shame story. You're some chancer. No, come here. Listen, what you're doing is brilliant. You're giving uh, a platform for people to talk about the real things that go on in the world of Club GAA. I loves me club boy, B-O-I, is uh, where you'll find uh, the podcast and where you'll find uh, Seamus on Instagram as well. I loves me club boy 22. Uh, Seamus Barry, it's great to talk to you. Fair play to for what you're doing. Uh, everyone is saying that on 87 4100 uh, Thanks a million for talking to us today. Take care, lads. Best of luck. See you, Seamus. See you, Seamus. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM.